With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details. I said, welcome to the Sagebrush Show and Aggie Podcast. My name is Braxton Moon. I have Timothy Michael Wilson to my right. <laughs> the extended version, yeah. That uh, that song is dedicated to the shoulder of uh, COC Mariner. And I have Braden Clark joining us in the booth tonight. Whew, that was some production work for us right there. <laughs> it was some production work. I wasn't sure what, how you were going to take that, but I'm really glad that you like kind of spoke in between every one of those. I'll have you know I am a expert podcaster after week one now. I can tell. Like you you're already in, in the game in the zone. It's exciting stuff. We have a lot to talk about today. We do have a lot to talk about today. <laughs> but a lot that we don't want to talk about as well. Yes, we are dedicating the first five minutes of the podcast or so minutes to the LSU game as uh doing our due diligence and talking about the news. That is the news. And begin now. <laughs> okay, well, I want to apologize for last week for saying the Aggies would score 40. I was severely wrong and mistaken. They did not. And I would like to apologize and say that I thought Jordan Love would compete with Joe Burrow. It I was unfair to him, and it was unfair for me to put those expectations on Utah State. Tim, what are you sorry for? Uh, well, I was pretty indecisive last week. <laughs> <laughs> um kind of thought my thinking behind it was that there was a 28-point spread. I don't know if we'd... I, I, I don't know. Honestly, I thought I had LSU scoring somewhere around 40. Um, I thought that our offense would do a little bit better, but what was kind of concerning was that we... Didn't? Just, yeah. Well, 
that Haney had that interception early and it looked like it was going well, but we ended up at the five yard line. And I, my first assumption was that just due to our troubles in the red zone this year was that we wouldn't, um, wouldn't find our way into the end zone and that would settle for a field goal. And we would have gotten closer to that 28 point spread line if we had scored there. But that mm-hmm. I think is one of the um, continuing themes that's been a little bit of an issue and worrisome just heading into Mountain West play. I agree. And a lot of that continued is the fact that we just didn't capitalize on those those uh, possessions by LSU. I tweeted out throughout the game is like, yeah, seven to six is a lot different, a lot more different than fourteen to seven was because there was opportunities to put the ball in the end zone. You got that play, the pick that uh, led to a field goal, and then you also have the drop touchdown from Caleb Rep. You know, I'm not saying anything crazy ha- happens if they, we get those two scores, but it's at least a little bit more respectable. The uh, the national conversation of Jordan Love, or at least the in-state conversation about Jordan Love isn't as sour as it is right now. You know, Jordan didn't – he played – I actually watched the game. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna jump in right here. I did not watch the game. I know that is really bad of me as an Aggie fan, but Kanye West was performing down the road, and I went to that. Yeah, and Tim left about when the game got out of hand. So. Yeah, I left at halftime as Kanye was uh, literally performing across the street from my apartment, which I'm not passing up. But I, I, I stayed. I stayed and watched it. And I, I would say right about until COC Mariner went down with a shoulder injury, that's when the, the game lost its air and we just couldn't do anything about it. And Jordan Love just didn't wasn't able to move the ball. But it's not his fault. And I think that's an important conversation is that he was asked to do – a Herculean effort in that game. We didn't have a run game to save our life, which kudos to LSU. They absolutely shut down Gerald Bright. We need Jalen Warren back. It's clear that Riley Burt isn't a good enough third option. We had to bring in Niwahini, our four-string freshman, and burn one of his redshirt days, um, redshirt games against LSU. So, you know, that's there's a lot of things that we can take away from this game. But the positives is that it's a it's a bye week. You know, we yeah, we're I'm, we're really thankful for a bye week. Um, you know. We had Tipa go down with an injury. We had our defensive tackle Tim. His name is Devon Anderson. Thank you, uh, Devon Anderson. Also go down with an injury once again. A great bowler. <laughs> and then, you know, we had our right tackle go down with an injury, and then so we just had a lot of things that. It's it's tough and it's a hard conversation to have because Utah State is a mid major, a, um, a G five school that needs the money, the one point five million dollars that LSU did provide for this game. But you want it's hard to take this in the middle of the season when you you have so many expectations going into the conference season. Now to have this beating going into Nevada in, in two weeks, it, it's gonna be. It's going to be interesting to see how they re- react from this. Jordan's not having the best season of his that we all thought he would have. He's got six touchdowns, to eight interceptions, mm-hmm. with one rushing touchdown. So he's got seven touchdowns total, and he's not performing to the level that we want, which is fine considering that our offense up to LSU has been, and I said it last week, has been fine. And I'm hoping that nevada is his come out game he throws four touchdown passes throws for 450 yards and no interceptions and i i i think that we're capable of that i mean we saw it against hawaii do the same thing to this nevada team you gotta you gotta boat race these guys you gotta come back and reassert yourself in the in the conference conversation because right now it's it's down 
I mean, I would agree, but also the Aggies do still control their own destiny in yes. conference play. Like, I mean, look, as bad as that loss was, we still have, you know, we can still win out, mm-hmm. go to the Mountain West Championship game, win there. Um, it didn't affect us too bad in the long run. We got $1.5 million. Um, We got to play on the national stage. Sure, we got shellacked, walloped. Um, but we still control our own destiny. And we... Molly whacked. Molly whacked, that's yeah. a good word. Um, and we still are able to achieve the goal of, you know, winning that Mountain West Conference, um, going to a bowl game. So I'm not too concerned about this. Tim, are you concerned after this game? I think, I mean, this is a weird, uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's 11 o'clock start. I think playing LSU in the middle of the season is really tough. I mean, Michigan State last year even is a marquee name. I mean, I'd put them in the same. And Wake Forest this year, too. Yeah, I mean, Wake Forest is good. Wake Forest is never contending for a national playoff. I mean, not that Michigan State's made it, but they're, you know, in the Big Ten championship game consistently. LSU is, I mean, could very well win the national title, which is not, we're not saying that about Wake. Mm -hmm. And I just think that, I mean, the combination of Mariner getting injured, um, I have, I mean, good thing they hired Gary Anderson because I don't know, our receiving core would have been interesting without a rep and Mariner this year. But our... um, only having one running back because I mean we have two. We had two good running backs last year. Or great. We've had two this year. If Jalen Warren's healthy, that were great. There's a, I mean, a pretty considerable drop off there from whether it be Warren or Bright down to three and four. So only having one of them is not helpful. Um, our hurry up offense does not work. Yeah, well, and that's that's a good point, Tim. Because should we have thought about how like this Mike Sanford coming into this offense and just a adopting it should we have thought about that a little bit more with cause for pause the what david yost perfected while he was here he's he, and we could just uh, we just assume mike sanford would be able to come in and run the same offense i think that it, not even going into lsu we've seen it that the offense our past game specifically hasn't been as effective as uh lightning quick as it's been in last year i think it comes down to a little bit of the play calling because honestly it was cruel what we were doing to our defense in that game. We were down by 30 in the 95 degree weather and we were still going no huddle in the middle of the third quarter. That defense was getting shellacked and we didn't do them any favor. favor. So that's my, my, my one thing going into this next season, going into the rest of the season is, is if Mike Sanford can figure out this offensive game. So on the positive side, Jordan Love still not being bashed by NFL scouts for some reason. Mm-hmm. An awful game, and yet CBS Sports still has him in the going to the first round of the Minnesota Vikings. Braxton, there's your, there's your plug. Yeah, th- so I am a Viking fan, and I've been on the Love bandwagon. Lose the, for Love. The the Love train for a while. Um, I personally would love him on my Minnesota Vikings, and I've seeing I've been seeing him mocked to the Vikings, and I just love it. Um, but yeah, this game has not hurt his draft stock at all. I think the national conversation, national national people kind of know that he lost a lot of talent last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he lost most of his offensive line, all of his wide receivers, um, his you know number one running back went to the NFL. Mm-hmm. I think they're not going to ding him for this game too much. I agree. I I think Jordan Love does have to go to a team and sit for a year, the Pat Mahomes style, mm-hmm. and no team fits that bill better than the Vikings. Yep. Um, they got to pay Kirk. They got to pay Kirk one more year, and he has a no trade clause. Kirk. But uh, I'm, I'd be excited, and I'd, I'd instantly buy my love jersey. So, 
Yeah, and it, it kind of, I mean, a lot of people and Aggie fans in particular and Utah fans are coming at me because I'm I'm one of the the driving forces for this Jordan Love going to the first round thing, and they they say that he's overrated and he's he's not as good as we think he is, and I'll, I will argue that his his season is subpar so far, but. Every time we see in the offseason, NFL scouts forget about the regular season and they fall in love with talented quarterbacks upside. You see it every year. I mean, you know, Pat Mahomes wasn't a world burner in college. Exactly. I mean, he threw for a lot of yards, yeah. but he Texas was, Tech wasn't a winner. No, they were not. And it's hard to compare Patrick Mahomes to Jordan Love in his college career because I, 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 I thought the same thing. I was like, I wonder how Patrick, Patrick really, he threw like for. 4,000, 5,000 yards. Mean, that, that Texas Tech air raid offense just kind of inflates everyone's stats. Exactly. I'm just saying, though. Um, but, like, when February and March get here and these college, uh, these NFL scouts are looking for pro players, pro quarterbacks, they're going to be looking. And Jordan's got the intangibles. He's got the athleticism. And he's got the perfect throwing motion that everyone's going to want. He's going to move up the boards with that alone. Now, what if his season helps? Then that's a, that's a perk as well. But you see it. You, you know, I mean, if you look back in the years, you saw it with Christian Ponder, who was who was in need of a quarterback. Vikings, Utah. I mean, Minnesota was needing a quarterback, and they reached for Christian Ponder. And then you look at Mitchell Mitchell Trubisky with the Chicago Bears. He wasn't the greatest, but he, he his measurable showed out, and they wanted him instead. I'm just, I mean, they should have picked Sean Watson or Patrick Mahomes or Pat Mahomes, <laughs> but. It's it's the and the, these are bad quarterbacks that I'm comparing to, and I don't want to compare Jordan Love to to bad quarterbacks. You kind of you can almost like compare him to David Carr, Derek Carr, Oof. Derek Carr is what I meant to say. And so we'll see. I'm I'll keep up on the tabs on this because I think that Jordan still has a very high chance to going in the first round. He's still, uh, um, from what I've uh, seen from most NFL scouts, is that he's the top. He's still in the top five quarterbacks that that realm. You know, you got two and. Um, Herbert, that are obviously. I have him. I have him ranked fourth on my big board. Um, the I, the B, big board, the B Moon big board. The big moon, the, yeah, that one. Okay. <laughs> I have one point Tua Herbert Burrow Love. Okay. I, I think I think those are going to be the four. I think there's going to be six in the first round. Jake Fromm. Jake, uh, Jake Fromm is behind Jordan. I know, but that's yeah. like probably the fifth one. Yeah. See, and you throw in Jacob Eason there. Jacob Eason's my sixth. Malik Henry. Who's Malik Henry? The quarterback for Nevada, last chance you oh, star. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's, so he's, yeah, Malik Henry is the quarterback that we're gonna be all going up against. Well, and so we'll see. I mean, Jordan, his season has been poor, but he can he can fix it without reason. And I also I had San Jose State fans in my DMs all weekend because I said Josh Love was the so far the best quarterback in the in the conference, and he he would be like the first team all conference quarterback, and they. I, like San Jose fans, like got all. Uh, I need San Jose girls in my DMs. Well, <laughs> no, but yeah. I mean, well, we've gotten to that point. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, well, this is we're there. Tra- we're there. This is the transition to Braxton's favorite topic, fashion. Oh, okay, that was a bad transition, but we'll talk. Uh, Utah, new Utah State basketball uniforms, guys. This is actually really exciting. I I love these a lot. I love these. They have a nice little throwback feel to them. Um. The numbering on the letters is, you know, is transitioned from last year's. Still great. Um, the sleek white, I love them. I want them to sell them. I will buy every single one of them. Every single one. Besides <laughs> one three. Them. Okay. Okay. You'll buy one of them. Every single one of the jerseys. Yeah. And Let's... the shorts. Locker 42, hook it up. The yeah. details on the shorts are awesome. 
the Aggie bull, you know, right on that, on that left leg just kind of pops. Um, super cool. Super excited about this. Uh, just another reason for us to be excited about basketball season, really. Oh yeah. And it's, it's so exciting because this team has got so much hype behind it and to have like them look nice at the same time, you know, that it's the cliche phrase, but look nice, play what nice, right? Like, or whatever. Look good, play good. Yeah. That's what it's look good, play good. And I'm, I'm really excited for basketball season and it's been such a long time because everyone forgets how the nobody knew what was happening last year. If you asked anybody and they said, "Oh, we're going to win the Mountain West Conference and then we're going to win the Mountain West Conference tournament." No, everyone would have laughed in your face. I would have laughed in your face. And I and I loved the Craig Smith hiring. Went right with, I was one of the first people that said he's going to fix this program. And it's this is the first time that I've had as a Aggie ever since I went to Utah State and graduated ever since. This is the first time I've ever had high expectations for Utah State basketball, and this is an exciting time. I'm 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 so excited for Utah State basketball. I don't know about I don't know about you guys. I mean, we we, we dove into Utah State basketball quite a bit last week, yeah. but I'm super stoked. I'm um, I'm sure Tim can attest how stoked he is. Yeah, I mean, I think last year, I mean, we were coming in where I remember we played Montana State the first game, and it was like, okay, how are we going to do with Craig Smith? How are we going to do with a whole new team? How are we going to do without Kobe McEwen? And then Sam Merrill comes out and drops 38, and we're like, oh, okay. Well, he'll score a lot this year. He'll keep us in games. Then we kept going. And then, I mean, the beginning of conference season, I remember, I mean, the one loss of the year Houston, at right? Fresno at home. And Arizona State. Oh, you're talking about yeah, conference. Yeah, okay. during conference season, I, we lost that one home game to Fresno. I remember going into it. We were four or five point favorite. And I was just, I was like, are we this good? And then we just kept being projected to win and kept pulling out games at Boise somehow. Um, at Colorado State, somehow we played Wyoming. I remember we were down on the first half by a few points, and it was, it was, oh, this is a massive upset if they lose this. And I was like, we're not this good. And yeah. then, I mean, by the end of the year, we were hitting our stride and had the, you know, highest, by the end of the season, we were the highest ranked, um, NCAA tournament team in the history of the program. So, yeah, it's, it's so exciting. Tim and I lived together last year, and I remember we were watching, it wasn't until UC. UC Irvine, where we both kind of realized, like, hey, we actually have a decent team. We were undefeated at, to that point. We beat St. Mary's and we beat UC Irvine. We're like, okay, here we go. Let's see what happens. And we played Arizona State in that tournament. We beat the first team in that, and then we faced Arizona State in Arizona that that game. We and if it wasn't for Lugans Dort, um, we would have won that game. It was it was close to the very end. And then we had Houston, who was undefeated to that point. We played them. We were dominating them, if I remember. We were up by like 10 points in the first half. And then, you know, we just kind of hit, hit our stride to a point. And then that Nevada game, I didn't, I wasn't able to go. I had to do some work here. But I remember seeing it on CBS Sports, and you guys were, were there. And it was, yeah. it was, it was so, it's, there's nothing like Utah State basketball when the spectrum is back. Oh, and the, spe- I, I hundred percent, hundred percent expect the spectrum to just like be rocking this year. It's gonna be sold. It, it better it, be sold out. It better be sold out. I mean, I've like I'm I'm already debating getting season tickets, and we live you know seventy miles away. I'd exactly. Dr- I would drive up once or twice a week to go to a game. This is a top fifteen ranked team in the country. No, I mean to that note, I mean I mean living down here in Salt Lake last year, there was the end of the season. I remember if we beat Boise State, I remember watching that. I was like, okay, I'm if we win this game, I'm going up twice this week, and those were two of my favorite basketball games that I've ever been to, the Nevada game, the stadium was 
absolutely rocking. They shouldn't. I mean, the schedule's definitely tougher this year, which is great. But we don't. It, there isn't a marquee home game that we have. I think. I mean, the expectation should be that we go undefeated at home this year. Yeah, we should. And who is the toughest game at home? Would you say it would be because we got Nevada at Nevada. They don't come here this year. Would you say Boise State? Would you say Fresno? Do we not play San Diego here? I know. Oh, that might be here. If we play San Diego here, then that's got to be the toughest. Fresno. Um, I mean, any of those top teams in the league, Boise. But, I mean, Nevada's down this year. I'd probably say San Diego State if we play them there. Mm-hmm. But, I, I mean, we beat them by 15 at home last year. There's not a... They yeah. lost Jalen McDaniels. We lost Quinn Taylor. I mean... Yeah. And we're adding more to it Exactly. As well. It's... It's an exciting time, and I, we got, what, two weeks left till the first preseason game? So, nice. University of Idaho is the 26th, I believe. 26th, yeah. so uh, roughly two weeks, mm-hmm. I think, yes. And so, season's coming around. I am fortunate enough to have a job that I can get my tickets for free. So, I can, I'm can. i planning to go to these games as often as I possibly can. Um, hopefully... This podcast provides an opportunity for Braxton and Tim to do the same. I mean, season tickets are like a hundred dollars. So, like, <laughs> Tim, we know that you're struggling not, with money. Tim is, here. We're Tim not is, breaking the bank here. Tim but, is pulling the flex. But so, either way, I'm excited for the team. I'm excited to see. You know, what's your big? Uh, let's we're too positive right now. What's your biggest question mark for this season? Uh, Nimi's knee. Okay, that's I, a good. That's I a mean, good. Yes, I have. I haven't heard too much about him practicing. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope it turns out okay. But that's my that's my biggest question about it is is his knee and like do we overperform last year? Yeah, I don't think so because Craig Smith is a great coach. Yeah, and we'll love him as long as we can get him. I mean, sign him now. Use all that one point five million we got from LSU and give it to him. I would. I would. One hundred percent to be in favor of that. Yeah, but that, that's, that's or the one point nine million that we're getting from Alabama. You know, make those the Craig Smith games and just say, you know, take it, because basketball is bringing in that revenue too. Yeah. Um. But yeah, my biggest concern is Nimi's knee for sure. Is is that the same thing with you, Brett, Tim? I'd say I don't know. Maybe the newcomers. Maybe I mean this yeah. is the top fifteen team in the country. It's it's Sean nice Nico, that it's. I mean, Bearstow. There's McChesney. Lupa. I mean, yeah. There's all. It, I mean, if Keta is knee is not in fantastic shape which is probably the biggest question mark i mean we have a seven foot two guy backing him up this isn't again in years past where it's where we have if a, we have like a six, <laughs> six foot eight quinn taylor or yeah or if he's not playing then it's dwayne brown or again lou evans or somebody that's six seven six eight six nine that we don't we don't have real size that's not a problem we, this we year. have size like that is the weirdest thing because that was like I remember growing up, I was like, "Why can't we ever recruit like a seven foot like monster that Utah usually gets?" And now we have what three? We got Koopa and then Keta's six ten. He's he's seven foot with shoes on. Yeah, he's. I mean, he, Clay Stall's six ten too. I mean, there's three of them there. I mean, if he can get healthy and play well, that's. I mean, he's still bigger than everyone that we had three four years ago. And the coaches are talking about Koopa. He's he's been the Koopa. one standout um, in practices so far. I'm assuming he's getting the first team reps just because I don't think Nimi's practicing right now. My concern, I would agree that I think Nimi, he'll obviously play. From what we understand, it was a dislocated knee. So that's not too big of a serious issue. But I think my, I hope that he plays enough in the beginning of the season that he's ready for the bigger games that we need him for, that we will need him for. 
I hope he's ready for LSU. I hope it's not like he's like doesn't play the first like seven games or whatever, and then the first game back is LSU. I, I don't want that. I want him to be able to have time to kind of get into shape and do uh, game shape and all that. My biggest concern is the it was what my biggest concern was for last year and is our point guard play. Mm-hmm. Because I I like Abel Porter Porter. I'm I'm gonna give Abel Porter a shout out. Uh, Davis I alum. Go darts. And we just did the Davis Dart thing and i like abel i think he's he, he came in at a right time where we needed a point guard to come in but there's many times last year where he was ricky rubio for us and i got a lot of flack for a lot from a lot of aggie fans saying that if we were to be not only one of the best teams in the in uh, in the mid majors but one of the best teams in the west possibly the country you get a grad transfer point guard to come in and and fill that point guard spot and let abel come off the bench you know who would have been perfect for that role? He's playing at BYU right now in Toulson. It would have been perfect if he would have came up to Utah State for that. But I want to see. I want Abel to prove me to prove me wrong. I will eat crow all day if Abel comes out and he's distributing point guard because I we don't need him to score. That's that's the main thing. We have so many good shooters that it should not matter. <laughs> like he, we got um, Sam, obviously. Who shoots forty percent from the three point line? You got Nimi, who's a dunk machine. You got Brock Miller in the corner, who's lights out. Alopecia assassin. Exactly, and if he gets hot, he's unstoppable. You got Diogo Brito, who's oddly enough, we have the two best Portuguese players in, in Logan. Uh, well, probably in the world, probably but in, yeah, probably in college basketball. Well, I'm, but I mean, like the yeah. two, the, oh, the yeah. two best. I mean, Diogo's gonna have a long career in Portugal after he graduates, and he'll play overseas. He'll play with the Portuguese national team, and Nimi is gonna be the first Portuguese player drafted in the NBA. Drafted in the NBA, and so it's all so exciting stuff right now for Utah State. We got a couple more weeks, just gotta get through it, and. You know, we're almost there. We're almost there. I mean, the Aggie Madness is this, is this Thursday. So, yeah. Oh, I mean, it's true. So they'll have that dunk contest where Justin Bean has to, you know, defend his title as as best dunker on the team. Who do you think wins that? Uh, Justin again. You think Justin? Who, yeah. who could beat him? The issue is that the, the, the uh, Kuba, or the, oh, um, he's 7'2". So nothing at that size is Fair. impressive yeah. where if Bean's throwing the ball off the backboard and doing stuff and he's, Slamming at home, getting put back dunks over Carlin Bragg. Um, he's six eight. It is it is very impressive. Somebody that I mean, size, Roche. I'm not sure anyone can really match Justin Bean's jumping athletic. Like jumping. I'm trying to ability. think who's the most athletic player on the team. Uh, him getting just hustling for offensive rebounds and getting pumped. Oh, I'm excited. That might be two weeks. Something that I was just think of it. Like our athleticism might like be a, an issue. I mean, I don't think so. Keta's. He's a, he's an athlete. Yeah. Sam Merrill's an underrated athlete. I think so too. But like when I, I'm talking about speed, oh, eh, like we'll see. Like I I don't think any we don't have any barn burners on the court. Yeah, yeah. We have a lot of. This is literally Hoosiers. That's <laughs> what I'm trying to say. Is like our like our uniforms and the way that we play our basketball is very old school, and I'm so excited to see it. We're we're running around in circles right now. We got to. Uh, is there anything else we want to talk about before we close? I, up? I, I want to talk about it a little bit. Um, okay. I think we're severely underrating Quinn Taylor's departure. Yeah. Um, I, I liked Quinn. I think Justin Bean can fill that role easily. I mean, Quinn was this smart. 
Like I, th- I think so too. I mean, Ju- Justin plays with you know unbridled passion for the game. He he, but he, I mean, Quinn knew the game. Yeah, I agree. Quinn knew the angles. Quinn Quinn's a great basketball player. Quinn's a great basketball mind, and we're severely underrating that aspect of that front of our front court. We don't really have too many experienced front court members right now. I would say, yeah, they're they're fairly young. I mean, you got a sophomore, two sophomores mm-hmm. starting. I'm most likely. I'm pretty sure Justin Bean and and Nimi are going to be the the four and five guys. And I think it's a very valid point, Braxton. But I think that role should be easy enough to fill. It's. Uh, I mean, I would hope so. But I mean, we're we're, we're looking for you know critiques of the team. Yeah. Uh, we, I mean, we, we want to be positive. Leadership. About that. Leadership. Yes. I mean, we, Sam. Sam's a leader. Um, Abel's, you know, uh, he's been on the team for four years now. He's Diogo. A, Diogo. Like, they're going to have to step up and lead. I mean, yep. Sam's a quiet leader. Yep. But he he knows he knows how to play basketball, and I hope that uh, the departure of Quinn Taylor is not that is not felt as heavily as I'm thinking it will be. Nemius Keto was also brought up by uh, Andy Katz and his uh, sleeper for sleeper team. or sl- Sleeper player. Yeah, sleeper players, and that could, like, shock a lot of people. I think it was number eight on that list. Yeah, I don't think he ranked them, but he was mm-hmm. on the list. Yeah. I'm, and this is why I'm think I'm not as worried about his knee injury as I don't know. I just I I don't think it's going to be that much of an issue because he's he is getting national attention. He's getting all this. I mean, any cats just that did that report. He's not gonna he's not gonna publish that. He's not gonna put him on this board if he's not expected Playing, to play right? the yeah. whole year. I mean, I think he'll be good. Maybe have to you know work the kinks out a couple games into the season, but I I. I'm optimistic in thinking that he'll be okay. Andy Katz loves Utah State. Yeah. Did you see the video of him? Uh, who doesn't? It's, <laughs> it's a valid point. Who, who? What's wrong with you if you don't love Utah State? If you listen to this podcast and have gotten to this point, you're either insane or you love Utah State. One of the two. And or you're one of our really close friends. <laughs> Hi guys. Hi Court. <laughs> anyway. Um, or you go to Utah and just really hate us, but yeah. And you're just like raging at our uh, at our voices. But no, he, he. Did you watch the video of him talking about mid? Uh, I think it was mid majors that can uh, they make a deep run in the in the in the tournament. He listed like four or five teams, like saying, "Oh, who who can win a game in the tournament?" BYU showed up there. Uh, teams that could go to the Sweet Sixteen, like Davidson, showed up there, and he talked about Davidson and teams that should make deep runs into the tournament. And we showed up right next to Gonzaga and Mem- Memphis. It was Memphis, us, and Gonzaga, the three teams that he said that could make that sh- uh, that should be expected to make elite eight runs. I mean, yeah, we're we're preseason ranked fifteen. Like Let's, we should be expected to make these deep runs. Let me rephrase that, or let me say that again. Memphis, who had the number one recruiting uh, team in the nation this year, with Penny Hardaway as their head coach, and possibly the number one overall pick in the NBA in draft this year. Gonzaga, the best mid-major school in the last 30 years and Utah State. I think that, I mean, Memphis to that point is, I mean, yeah, Memphis, they have the number one recruiting class. They also lost one of their top players in that class. Yeah. I can't remember his name, but he went to, he's just playing in, in New Zealand, right? Yeah, I think he's playing in New Zealand. In it's not RJ Hampton, is it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Or, yeah that's exactly it. Um, there you go, Braxton. You pulled it to him. They, <laughs> they lost... They lost him, and they still have the number one recruiting class. They've got an NBA player as their former coach. Gonzaga is Gonzaga. They had Ruby Hachimura, Killian Tilly. They've got they the always whole... get somebody, some grad transfer to that was awful somewhere else, and then comes out and just. They're, I mean, Gonzaga is Gonzaga. Out. Memphis is going to have three starters that are going to probably be in the NBA next year, and then there's us. So I mean, uh, but at the same time, we have Keta, who 
declared was likely going to be a second round pick came back and then Sam Merrill who's got to find his way to a NBA somehow I mean he's just too good to not be it, so. and I remember after the Andy Katz or the uh, Chris Paul uh, guard thing the, that the Chris Paul summer camp yeah. yeah that Sam went to and a lot of people went from leaving that saying that he can separate a lot better than what scouts thought he could I I see Sam more like uh, who's the Bucks second round pick that won rookie of the year the, Malcolm from, Brogdon. Ma- he seems a lot more like Malcolm Brogdon, who will go either undrafted or he'll be picked in the second round, late in the second round, but he'll make a team and make an impact. The issue with Sam is that he's 26, 25. How old is Sam? He's 24. 24? Yeah. I don't think he's that old. That's me. Just no, I don't think Sam's that old either. He's, I think he's 24. I think he's Tim's age. So, And so that's his issue is that he's just older. So I don't think. NBA players or NBA teams will take too much an effort. We overcredited that. Sam Merrill is 22. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Maybe not. Yeah. Dial up. How in the world is he only 22? He's got to be turning 23 here soon. I think he turns 23 soon, yeah. but That's crazy. I mean, the man served a two-year mission, and he's 22. I don't get how that happened. <laughs> but anyway, so we got a lot of talent, and we got we're, we got high expectations. It's going to be an exciting time, and I will be driving this – train here at 700 and making sure that we are talking about this team because they're, i they're I, the best in the state yeah like, well yeah like, Who, who's gonna who's gonna compete with that utah's utah, utah, utah just, i mean we're on the utah radio so I, I, the I, Utes I, utah just, is gonna be an adventure they just lost donnie tillman parker van dyke graduated utah just was announced to be picked ninth in the pac-12 so i mean to be fair, Utah State was picked to be ninth in the Mountain West last year. It's fair, but was it ninth? Yeah, they were picked to be ninth of I think ninth of eleven. Teams? I think we were just ahead of Wyoming and San Jose State, State, who doesn't <sighs> even count. Um, yeah, so I mean, but also they yeah. don't have Craig Smith. Yeah, but and you got BYU just down south. You know, they got a lot of question marks. The you know, the Yoli's Yoli, not playing. Yoli not for, playing for those what ten games? It's the yeah first ten games something like, like that's, that. That's insane. Does well, that bring him through? I wonder if he yeah, plays. He's going to play for uh, his first game back is the Utah game. And then okay. It's Utah State. Okay, because we played them in the Beehive. That would be, I mean, that would be huge. He, yeah, we were there last year when they destroyed us. Um, and he. Yeah, we went. And that's a funny point because BYU fans and thus that are listening to us right now always bring up the game Utah State versus BYU. And they're like, oh, well. BYU is better than Utah State. I don't think anybody would have beaten BYU in that game. No, no I they mean, shot sixty percent from the three point. Yeah, line. I walked in and Nick Emery could have shot it from St. George and it would have went in. But from, <laughs> from Disney World or wherever he went to, Harry Potter World, from wherever he from was wherever getting impermissible. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever what, benefits he was getting, he whatever could have shot it there. Yeah, the, whatever vacation he went on with a BYU donor, he could have made it from there. But yeah. <laughs> So we'll see that that game in particular is is in Energy Solutions Arena, which I'm excited about. Because you mean the Viv? Is that what it's called now? Yes, it is. Pretty, you worked for the Jazz. Yeah, you was, worked. I'm you pretty worked. sure it was Energy Solutions Arena. When it, it was has not, not been. It has been. <laughs> it's been the Vivint for like it has, five years. It has been Vivint since I have been here. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, so uh, let's go play at the Delta Center. Yeah, or the 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 Salt Palace. Okay, no. You killed <laughs> anyway, it. Anyway, I'm sorry. Well, that I've, I'm pretty sure that's our that's our episode. Do we have anything else? No, I think we're good. Yeah, that's about it. You got any fun stories you want to share? All right. Well, we'll see you guys next week. And that is the Sagebrush Show, an Aggie podcast. See you guys next week. 
Big Mac, Chicken McNuggets, no, Big Mac and Quarter Pounder with cheese, or filet fish You'd be doing the same thing if you were at McDonald's because you can choose not just one, but two of your favorites for just six bucks. Tasty Big Mac, crispy 10-piece Chicken McNuggets, juicy Quarter Pounder with cheese, or savory filet fish Enjoy two of your all-time favorites for just six bucks, if you can decide on the two. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. Single item at regular price. With the new iPhone SE for less than 100 bucks at Metro, you rule. It's the most affordable iPhone on the number one brand in prepaid. So whether you're studying online or FaceTiming. Hey, Mom. Hi, dear. The iPhone SE has all you need. Switch to Metro and get the iPhone SE for $99.99 after rebate redemption and six months of service with AutoPay. Metro by T-Mobile. Rule your day. Limit one per account slash household. Requires port and ID validation. Not valid for numbers currently on the T-Mobile network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Restrictions apply. See store for details.